We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into the Ravens vault. Boy, it has been a busy week in Ravens country. This news cycle, we're still like three weeks out from the start of the 2022 regular season, and yet it feels like we're smack dab midseason, Sarah, doesn't it? It does. I can't. It's <laughs> the news. We were just commenting last night. Last night, we're about to record the morning vault for this morning. It's it, We always post it at 6 a.m. We record about 10 p.m. every night. So, you know, we're thinking, hey, we've got kind of a laid back day. There's no pressures that we have to get to. We've got we've got the morning vault. We won't record it till 10, but we know what we're going to do. And then, of course, at like 9, 930, Steve Young <laughs> decides to like make some waves so much so on national TV, so much so that I've got like family texting from around the country in Arizona and elsewhere being like, did you hear what Steve Young said? And Bobby, we were like, do we blow up morning vault? And we just didn't feel like we could do it justice. We really wanted to break it down. So we're doing another special long form podcast today to really break this down because Steve, man, he, he brought, he brought some heat. He was, he was blasting the Ravens. And so I think it was appropriate for us to respond today quickly. Totally. Yeah. This is totally deserving of our time and, and especially when we bring in someone who we have a tremendous amount of respect for, a former Raven, a former Super Bowl champion winning Raven, former Ravens radio analyst over the last couple of years. That is Femi Ayan Bendejo. And man, Sarah, he brought the heat. We just finished recording this. He has this way of delivering football information at a really high level that the average fan can really understand like it's just plain English. And I think that's one of his greatest strengths. I think that's what that's what makes him such a talented, um, up-and-coming kind of commentator. And I'm really looking forward to sharing this conversation with our vault listeners. No doubt. I'm I'm I can't even say how excited I am. It's it's interesting, Bobby, because you and I, we live in this media world, and so we can almost predict, you know, 90, 95% of the answers people are going to give when you give an interview. But with Femi, I feel like he even brought things to light for me, you know? So, and the way he, the, you, you hit the nail on the head, the way he can take his extreme knowledge. I mean, this guy isn't just a former player. I mean, any former player that plays at the NFL level has a ton of knowledge about the game, more than any, any average person listening to this. But on top of it, as you'll hear at the end, is he, he's doing this analytics project. And 
and working with uh, PFF. So his knowledge is off the charts, but his ability to communicate it in in a consumable way is is excellent. So I can't wait. Let's get in, let's get into this, Bobby. Fam, welcome into the vault, man. We're glad you're here. Hey, thanks for having me, Bobby, Sarah. It's a pleasure. I've been watching you guys do some work. Proud of you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate that. And, you know, Fem, obviously we're having you here on sort of last minute notice because of Steve Young's comments that sort of lit up the Ravens flock fan base on social media. And let's play them now before we kind of dive in. And I want to get your instant reaction. Here, this was Steve Young on Monday Night Countdown on ESPN. The Baltimore Ravens have doubled down again on being the most sophisticated running game in football. And they have been mowing through regular season opponents for a long time with this most sophisticated running game. My position is they will never get to championship football without a sophisticated passing game. That's not anything to do with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a complete player that is being not trained in being a sophisticated passer. They doubled down again back to all the great things that Lamar does, great. But until he gets the chance to show that he is a sophisticated passer of the football in a sophisticated passing game that is properly you know, invested in, which, we never have, which they never have done to Robert's point just a minute ago, they don't invest in it, they don't teach it, and now you ask them, why isn't he getting paid to be Patrick Mahomes? Because they haven't given him a chance to be Patrick Mahomes. So until they do, Lamar Jackson's damned because of what the Ravens are doing, not because of Lamar Jackson. I can't wait for someone to train Lamar Jackson in a sophisticated passing game. I think he'd be the greatest player in the history of the game. Yeah. But he keeps getting – he's being held back by the Ravens year after year because they keep doubling down to this thing that Lamar Jackson is great at. No question. He's, he's the best at that. Yeah. But it's not the championship football that they need to play, and it's not where Lamar Jackson wants to be. I want the full measure, Robert, of yeah. who Lamar Jackson is. And the full measure is not being brought forward by the Ravens. And if that's not the case, then get out and find someone who will. All right, fam, what do you think? Yeah, so there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I want to use my scalpel and not my axe because Steve's uh, energy and bit of animosity, I think, could be misinterpreted. Full transparency, I grew up a Niners fan. I grew up in Northern California. Steve Young was my favorite NFL player, favorite uh, quarterback of all time uh, as a kid. So I respect Steve Young's intelligence. I know he went to BYU. I know he's highly educated. Um, and I know he's one of the, uh, the goats when it comes to the, uh, the QB room. So I, I respect that. Um, I think Steve Young is standing in the figurative yard of the Ravens' house. And he's looking in the window. And he can't hear what's being said, but he's trying to interpret words. And I don't think his interpretation is correct. Uh, yes, the Ravens have the most sophisticated, uh, sophisticated run game probably in NFL history because they have one of the most explosive players in NFL history. But to say that the Ravens are holding him back as if it's a strategy, I think is incorrect. Lamar has won a Super Bowl. The statistics show that he's a high-level passer. The statistics show that he's an elite passer. I do think that injuries and maybe not as much investment at the wide receiver position um, – uh, could lead to some misinterpretation. Once again, Steve Young looking in the living room window, looking in the kitchen window, but not necessarily being a part of the conversation could lead to a misdiagnosis of the issue. And I think that's the problem that the Ravens flock and Ravens people are going to have with Steve Young's assessment. It's extremely hyperbolic. It, it, is, it is not as nuanced um, um, or as reflective of Steve's intelligence but I think he's so passionate about Lamar. He wants to see Lamar succeed. He's putting 
philosophical context around Lamar's development. And I think if you, I was at practice twice in the last two weeks, Lamar is a elite passer. He's obviously also an elite runner. The question is, is is Greg Roman's passing game uh, as elite as his run game and his movement and his packages? Um, That's open for debate. Um, But I do not think that the Ravens are intentionally or explicitly holding Lamar back. I think the Ravens have philosophically made a choice to tap into Lamar's skill set in a way that allows them to win football games. And Steve noted this. They're extremely successful in the regular season. Well, guess what? The, the, The postseason is hard for everybody. Look at Peyton Manning's first six or seven postseason games. Um, there are a ton of quarterbacks in NFL history that have struggled in their first couple of postseason games. Uh, John Elway also comes to mind. He also struggled. So I'm not in full agreement with Steve's assessment. I'm not in agreement with how the Rave or how Steve assesses the Ravens strategy or philosophy. Uh, because they haven't won a Super Bowl with the strategy that they've deployed doesn't mean they won't win a Super Bowl. And when I got the chance to sit in the booth on game day, on the road, in Ravens Stadium, as an analyst, watching the Ravens play, do they have the most elite uh, passing, pass game coordinating? Not necessarily. Uh, But I do think that the run game and the play action is highly elite. So I think you have to nuance the passing game with the players that are on the field, with what meshes, what type of passes run uh, mesh with their run game. You can't go three and four and five wides with uh, zone read. It, it, the, the, the play action pass has to match the passing game. So when I think of sophistication, I think what the Ravens do on a kind of macro level is highly elite. So I have a lot of problems with what, with what Steve Young said. From, a, from an intelligence standpoint, he makes you want to believe what he's saying. But if you understand X's and O's, it's a far stretch from reality, in my opinion. And I know I've been talking for a really long time, but I have a lot of feelings about it, but I'm just trying to be an analyst right now. And um, I think that's where I land with uh, with Steve's assessment of the Ravens and Lamar. Hey, Femi, so I, I start with you. I, I went to BYU, <laughs> my whole family. I grew up, I started watching football. Steve Young was the first, I was like three or four watching him with my family. So he'll forget. He knows more about football or he'll forget about football more than I'll ever know is what I'm trying to to say there. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I butchered that that saying, but you got me. Um, So so obviously the, the respect is there. What would you here's here's my issue is is it's not just Steve. It's kind of this national media mentality where they have to, and that's their job, right? They check in on teams here and there and don't follow them day to day like you do and like Bobby and I do. So knowing that we bo- we all here have respect for his knowledge, especially at the quarterback position, but if he were here with you and you could say, hey, hey, Steve, here's what you're missing because I thought your analogy was great. You're, you're on the, in the yard looking in through the window what information would you give him to be like, here's what you're missing? Yeah, I don't I don't know if there's anything that I'm going to say that's going to change his mind because obviously he's going to say, hey, hey, Femi, I know you played 11 years in the league. I know you're an analyst, but I'm Steve Young. I'm one of the best to ever do it. Uh, I'd still challenge him, though. I'd say, Steve, you know, this is the this is the system that they run. 
these are the pass protections, the routes, the, the personnel groups that mesh this run game. And what he might say to me is, if, I, if we game this out, we're playing three-dimensional chess, right? Me and Steve Young are playing three-dimensional chess. He's going to say, well, guess what? That hasn't gotten them a Super Bowl yet. And I'd say, well, the key word there is yet. Lamar's a young player. Um, you're trying to tell me that they can't win a Super Bowl this way. I completely disagree. I think they can win a Super Bowl this way. Coach Harbaugh, Steve Bashotti, Eric DaCosta, Sashi Brown, I'm sure. I'm sure everybody in that building from coordinator to quarterback believes that this team with this strategy can win a Super Bowl. So I don't know if Steven Young and I would make hay and if we would come to some conclusion, but I think you hit the nail on the head, Sarah. And that was why I was talking about Steve Young looking in from the yard, you know, trying to read lips in the kitchen, trying to read lips in the living room. He doesn't have the inside data. And even if he did, philosophically, he comes from the Bill Walsh uh, football, uh, way of football, the West Coast offense. You know, a lot of play action, a lot of dinking and dunking. Obviously, Steve Young could throw the ball down the field. Obviously, Steve Young can run the football. But the way that the West Coast offense operated in the 90s and the early 2000s, that's not a lot of teams do that anymore. You know, the Browns sort of do it. You know, there's a couple of other teams that do it. The Niners do it a little bit. Denver does it a little bit. Um, a lot of teams will pick and choose certain aspects of the West Coast offense and integrate it into 2020s football, so to speak. But I think Steve Young is looking through an, an older lens, I, 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 and I don't mean that with disrespect. And I know he's seen everything that's happened since then, but it's almost impossible for him to separate himself from what he knows and what he's experienced because he's won Super Bowls doing it. So, Sarah, to answer your question, I don't know if I'll convince Steve Young to see it the way that we see it here in Baltimore. He is not immersed in this environment. The only way he would see it is based on exactly what you said. If he was the quarterback's coach and was in that room every day, and could talk to Greg Roman about why we're doing it this way. When everybody zigs, we're going to zag. You know, when they go this direction, we're going to go that direction. I believe that it hasn't translated to postseason wins for a myriad of reasons. I think COVID has had an effect, right? Um, obviously, Lamar got hurt um, and missed about half the season last year. A little bit less than that, but, you know, he did miss a game with COVID. And then he basically missed five other games. So six, seven games he didn't get a, a chance to play in. Had, the, had Lamar not gotten hurt, um, they could have been potentially still a playoff team. Now, would they win the Super Bowl? Uh, I don't know, because there was a lot of other injuries, right? My point is, is that if you're looking high level, things almost have to go perfect to win a Super Bowl. Forget about offensive philosophy. Forget about defensive philosophy. I'm talking health of the players. I'm talking guys making the right plays at the right time. Most games, especially with good football teams, comes down to five plays. Five plays pretty much dictate the outcome of the game. I learned this from Denny Green. It was perpetuated through Brian Billick. And almost every head coach that you'll talk to in a room will say, hey, guys, there's going to be five or six plays that dictate whether we win or lose this game. So I don't think that uh, we're going to convince Steve Young that the Ravens' philosophy is going to win them a Super Bowl until they do it. That's probably the only way he's going to change his mind. And I don't think the Ravens are going to hear what Steve Young says and go, oh, Steve Young said we should do this differently. Let's go ahead and do that. I think what the Ravens are going to say is, oh, really, Steve? Watch us work. That's what I think is going to happen. Humor us, if you will, fam, just based for the purpose of this exercise. What would a sophisticated passing game look like in Baltimore? And how much of an overall, how much of an overhaul would need to take place in order to reach such a state? As they say, Mr. Trossett, it's about the X's and the O's, not the Jimmy's and the Joe's, my boy. You know what I mean? It's that's that's what it's about. You know what I mean? It's it's not really it, yeah, absolutely. Philosophically, coaches will put players in positions to win, but players still have to win. Um, 
my guess is is that a sophisticated passing game for Steve Young would be uh, Jerry Rice and Brent Jones out there. <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? Like John Taylor. I'm not. I'm not sure. Is it the players that make it sophisticated, or is the West Coast philosophy that makes it sophisticated? You know, I think that th- from a Ravens perspective, and I said this earlier, the passing game has to match the run game. Otherwise, you have two philosophies that clash, and you're not going to make people think that you're going to run the ball and then you throw it unless they mesh together. So, you know, maybe getting um, a couple primetime receivers would convince, maybe an OBJ, you know, uh, along with Rashad. I think Isaiah likely is going to be a monster. I know that uh, uh, Mark Andrews is the best tight end in the NFL, but I think that um, Steve Young knows the value of a tight end and the Ravens have that. So I don't, I don't know if there's anything sophisticated from the route tree from the play action perspective, from the drop of the quarterback, from moving the pocket, from the bootleg. The Ravens do all that. They do everything everyone else does to some degree. The difference is they have Lamar back there. And because they have Lamar, they tend to run more than they pass. You know, they're probably 55, 45, sometimes 60, 40, you know, run over pass. And I know at times last year against the Colts, against Kansas City, there were a couple games where they said, hey, Lamar, you got to go win this for us. And guess what he did? the narrative about him not being able to come back and win football games. He's already blown that out of the water. But as you noted, Sarah, people around the country, they only remember what they want to remember. Their memory is very convenient. I see a lot of sophistication from Lamar. I see a lot of sophistication from the route combinations. They may not do it as much, right? But everything you want to see in a sophisticated passing game, it does exist. The receiver position may not be that of the former Packers, but they've lost their best receiver. So, you know, I'm I'm not exactly sure what's going to convince Steve Young that this game, this passing game is sophisticated. What I can say is sophisticated and high level is Lamar's statistics, his record of 37 and 12 as a starter, his 10,000 passing yards, his three to one ratio of touchdowns to interceptions, his what, 35, 3,600 yards rushing, his what, 20 some odd rushing touchdowns. I think that's pretty sophisticated. The Ravens, when Lamar is hitting on all cylinders and that offensive line is healthy, is one of the top three offenses in the league. And that's been borne out. So, you know, I, obviously I can get really emotional about this because I just think that Steve Young's heart in the, was in the right place, but his messaging was pretty terrible. That was really good, Femi. Really well said. Um, I, I, you know, in my view, this passing game, like you said, is you said it's sophisticated, but they just don't do it as much. And it's that's it. The Ravens pass game is built off of being efficient. It's not a volume pass game. It's an efficient pass game based off of the run, draining the clock and playing good defense. So uh, one thing you said in the beginning that some of his comments, you know, were, were hyperbole, right? One of those that kind of stuck out to me, I wanted to get your reaction on is, this is kind of shifting a little bit away. We, we, we hit on the sophisticated part and the overall feelings. Then he was trying to link it to him getting paid. And Steve said that, well, he's not going to be paid like Patrick Mahomes because you're not letting him be Patrick Mahomes. And he says, so until they let him be Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be damned. And he was saying that in terms of like the contract. So my question to you is, is obviously these are two different quarterbacks, completely different quarterbacks. Do you feel like Lamar's damned? Because in my view, I still think he's going to be paid eventually, whether it's the Ravens or somebody else, as the highest paid quarterback once it comes around. Does he have to play like Patrick Mahomes to be paid the highest paid quarterback in the league? No. Um, and I, I'm so glad you asked this question. Um, I've seen Mike Greenberg on ESPN. Man, he loves to stir the pot. He, he, he Some of these pundits on ESPN and other sports networks, 
they can sit back and just ask random questions that are basically so ridiculous as if they're evenly weighted with reality. They're not. They're pure hyperbole. And I think Steve just spun some stuff up in regard to Lamar getting paid. If you're listening in Baltimore, we already know that the Ravens have offered Lamar a contract that exceeds Kyler Murray's contract. Um, I believe it exceeds it in uh, average annual salary as well as guaranteed money. Now, it's not Deshaun Watson guaranteed money. That's where we are right now. Steve Young, Mike Greenberg, and other people on ESPN have posed the question as if they have not offered Lamar a contract a contract yet. We're talking about nuance. Nuance has been lost. Everything is, is black and white. It's all or none. It's zero sum. That is straight bullshit. That is not reality. That's not how things are working. The truth of the matter is, is that there's a contract on the table that's going to make Lamar the highest paid player in the NFL. The sticking point from what I've heard is the guaranteed money. When the guaranteed money is closer to the Deshaun Watson contract, Lamar is going to sign the deal. My guess is, this is, and once again, this is me speculating now. No one's told me this. My guess is the deal has to be around 52 to 55 million in annual salary. The years need to be five or six, and the guaranteed money has to be around 250 million. That exceeds everything. You get to that point, I'm pretty sure that Lamar signs. The, the guaranteed money probably right now, I think Kyler got like 160 something and Deshaun was 230. My guess is, is, is that it's probably in the middle of that. It's probably around 200, but we know Lamar is worth more than that. When Lamar is hitting on all cylinders, there is not a dynamic, a more dynamic player on the planet. And I love Pat Mahomes, but Pat Mahomes cannot do what Lamar does. Lamar can do some of what Pat Mahomes does, but they are different. And the fact that I'm even comparing them opens it up to a, a criticism and a comparison, and it's not about that. Both those guys, Lamar and Pat, are the franchise for both cities. And I think that um, based on Lamar's accomplishments, no one has accomplished more at Lamar's age than Lamar has. Not one player ever in history. And his contract needs to reflect that. And when it does, I believe that he will sign. But to paint a picture as if there's not a contract on the table and that we're not talking about increments here, that we, we, we're in the right neighborhood, we're in the ballpark, we just haven't landed on home plate yet. So I think that'll happen. I think it'll happen before week one. And we as fans and as football pundits and, you know, uh, you know, doing our analysis, we have to really look at the guardrails and where the guardrails are and not act as if everything is an unknown. Everything is not an unknown. And I think when people paint things as an unknown and Steve Young kind of did that, Mike Greenberg did that today. Um, I have a problem with that because they're not using reality. They're not using what we know is factually happening. They're creating a storm and hyperbole for a story for TV so people can react. And what we need to do is not react to that bullshit because the truth of the matter is, is that we know Lamar's value. Lamar knows his value and the Ravens know his value. And I think that at the end of the day, Lamar may have to come down a little bit. The Ravens may have to go up a little bit, but Lamar is not going to do anything. RG3 said this, Lamar is not going to do anything to burn a bridge with this franchise or this community. And Lamar does not want to be anywhere else. And the Ravens don't want him anywhere else. So let's just nip all that in the bud. There are still people talking as if Lamar is going to leave or asked to get traded or, you know, that's not going to happen. I never, let me say, let me say, not say never, but the chances of that happening in my opinion are like 1%. And I'm, I'm literally 1%, not, not a hyperbolic 1%, legit 1%. I believe Lamar has a chance to, to, to start here and finish his career here. And I think, that that's his goal, and I think that's the Ravens' goal. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey, quick follow-up um, real quick. I know Bobby's got another question, but quick follow-up on the guaranteed money. Uh, we know that Steve Bashotti didn't like the fully guaranteed. It, so to me, my question is, Is do you think there's a sticking point on either side of whether or not it's a percentage of the contract is guaranteed? Or is, like, is Lamar looking at a raw number, whereas the Ravens are like both looking at a raw, raw number and whether it's a percentage of the overall contract? I just wonder if like... If 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 they could meet a middle ground where like it's a little bit of a higher contract, but only say seventy five percent is guaranteed, and Lamar is okay with that because it hits his raw number. Yep, I think you're right. I think it's that. I think that the total contract could be upwards of three hundred million, but I think the guaranteed money on a three hundred million dollar contract has to be in that two hundred and fifty million dollar range. And I think if you get to two fifty in guaranteed money. I think the rest of it falls into place. I think the average annual salary falls into place. And I think the total volume of the contract falls into place. I do think the sticking point though, Sarah, is the guaranteed money. That's what I believe. Em, you mentioned a couple minutes ago, Robert Griffin, the third's recent comments. I want to play them because I want to get your reaction. And I think in terms of like having a pulse, not only on the Ravens, but Lamar himself being that he was in the QB room with him over the last couple of years, I think is unique. Here he is 
on ESPN recently. And Steve, I think the reason they're not paying him is because they're trying to maximize him being on a reduced salary. So they've paid Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Williams and Ronnie Stanley and Mark Andrews. They've paid all these guys and they're trying to say, all right, we got Lamar on 20 million right now. Let's, let's try to make sure we can win one of these things. And Lamar, I can tell you right now by the way that he thinks, he, that's why he's been talking about Super Bowl for years. Now. Yeah, but Robert, he said, I got to get a Super Bowl because he knows that Bashadi is not going to give him that money unless he can deliver that trophy and everybody gets extensions. You, you know him, you know yes. the organization. Yes, yes. Is there any part of this that makes you think or wonder that he is interested in moving on from Baltimore, that, that this is what this is about? No, I, I just, no, I I just think, I, I simply think this is negotiation. That's it. It's negotiation. The Baltimore Ravens, they love Lamar Jackson. Right. Okay? They love Lamar. Lamar loves Baltimore. And the bottom line is this is just negotiating power. And Lamar is willing to call their bluff. If they're not going to offer him what he wants, they're willing, he's willing to say, all right, I'll just play it out. He is not going to do something that's going to turn that city against him. I can promise you that. Fam, I see you're nodding your head. Are you with RG3 there? Yeah, I'm, I'm with I'm with 90% of it. Um, I think that RG3, I think it was his words, not his intent, that he got a little out front on his skis in regard to saying – that Steve's not going to pay Lamar unless he wins the Super Bowl. You, you heard the way he said it. I think what he meant to say was, is that, and I think this has already been answered. Steve is going to pay Lamar, Steve being as in Steve Bashadi, because he believes Lamar can win a Super Bowl with the Ravens. He believes that Lamar is the Ravens' best chance at winning a Super Bowl. Therefore, he is going to pay Lamar his value. RG3 kind of said, made it sound as, as if it was a question. I don't think that was his intent. But the general vibe of what RG3 was putting out, um, and you even saw Adam Schefter uh, ask the question about, uh, do you think Lamar would leave or, you know, you know no. That, why people still ask that question is just idiotic to me. That is not on the table. That's never been on the table. And if you just pay a little bit of attention to Lamar, he's always said that, no, I want to be here. I have, I have no desire to go anywhere else. I'm not entertaining going anywhere else. This is not about you know, looking for some free agent deal down the road. Lamar said he'd play on the franchise tag if he had to. Um, so, you know, I I just think that every single NFL team strategically knows that the QB position is the most expensive position on the roster. It's always easier to win a Super Bowl with an NFL quarterback on a rookie deal than on his second deal. There's nothing revolutionary about that. That's a fact. Of course, every team knows that they can pay their other pro bowlers and their other free agents or their other veterans um, while their QB is on a rookie deal. Lamar is about to be off that rookie deal. So, of course, this is the time is now. Does that mean they can't win a Super Bowl with Lamar on his new contract? No, it doesn't mean that. But there's going to be less money to pay other people. The salary cap is also going to go up. So there'll be some kind of it, it'll mitigate that that total volume of money and how that money is spread around. But in the short term, you would love to win a Super Bowl this year. Lamar gets his money just like Joe Flacco did. And then they try and repeat it again. It'll be a little bit harder with all that money invested in him. But as we get further away from the deal and the cap goes up, there'll be more money to spread around. But I think RG3 made a really good point. Marcus Peters got paid. Mark Andrews got paid. Ronnie Stanley's already gotten paid. A bunch of guys have already gotten paid. So the Ravens' future is really bright, especially with, with what they did in the draft. Lamar's best chance to win a Super Bowl is in Baltimore. Baltimore's best chance to win a Super Bowl is with Lamar. And anyone that asks that question or questions that reality is not dealing in reality, and they, they're not here on the ground. They're also looking through the front window or the kitchen window from the backyard or the front yard, however you want to look at it. But we're here on the ground. So some of, these, some of this noise, I just dismiss it. 
Um, and I know that these guys have a job and their job is to stir the pot and kind of make things up and be hyperbolic. But if we're dealing in reality, we know that we're kind of between the, 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 the 40s right now. The, the, the contract is at the 50-yard line. We're getting closer and closer to that each day. And I believe before the season starts, we'll be both not, – not me, obviously. I wish it was me. But the team and Lamar will be at the 50 shaking hands with an agreement on a new contract. Femi, I'm so glad that you had the time to come on this morning. You said what I wanted to say in such better and clear terms – um, really appreciate that. So much respect that you showed to Steve Young. I wish he showed the same respect to the Ravens and and their history of of how smart they've been. So for him to say to get out of the way of Lamar was was a little bit much for me. Uh, but but we appreciate you coming on, enlightening us on where they're at with the contract. And as a player, you're able to speak to how sophisticated the offense is and how sophisticated uh, Lamar is. So really, really good stuff from you. We appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no worries. And, and, and just, to, just to close it, you know, I'll say, and Sarah, you, you hit the nail on the head. I, I respect the heck out of Steve Young. And I gave you the soliloquy on, on my experience with Steve Young as a kid, how much I love the Niners as a kid and, and him. Um, but he's not above reproach. He's not perfect. And I think if he goes back and watches his take, uh, he should want that some parts of that back a little bit. I don't know Steve Young, the person. I don't know uh, where his ego is. And I'm not saying he has one. I don't know. But I know there's times when I've got out front of my skis um, and I've had to go back and, and correct some things that I've said or the way that I said it or the energy that I said it with. But if he's going to back this up, if he believes this, then I hope when the Ravens do what they, I think they can do and what, what Lamar thinks they can do and at po- in the pocket at times, I believe Lamar can do it. Um, I hope he keeps that same energy. I hope he keeps that same energy he brought. If he's not willing to retract or rethink what he said, I, I hope Steve Young keeps that same energy. We'll see. Only time will tell. You know, we're, we're having an amazing 2022 season to look forward to. So thank you guys for hosting me. I really appreciate it. Let's finish here, too, because you spent your last couple years in the Ravens radio broadcast booth. You just mentioned you've been out at camp in recent weeks. What do you have planned this fall? What's going on? Yeah, so um, I'm not exactly sure. You know, I've had a couple of other media outlets reach out to me. I mean, you know that the media stuff for me, I've never looked for it. It's just kind of come to me. Um, so uh, I definitely want to keep doing it as best I can. I did form a sports uh, analytics company with a professor and some students from Hopkins. So I'm super excited about the data and the uh, the player projections and the game projections and the outcome projections that we're working on. We're using a lot of machine learning um, and uh, regression and historical and elemental data to do to just revolutionize the way that we project football insights and data. I've been super excited. I'm working with PFF on that, to be honest. I, I don't know if PFF is going to be happy that I shared that, but breaking news for you guys, <laughs> I'm partnering with, P- we're, we are partnering with, with PFF. Our company is um, Advanced Sports AI. Uh, we have an agreement with PFF to uh, use some of their data and make some projections. So I'm really, really deep in that. And I can't speak to who I'm going to be working with in regard to media right now. I'm a free agent, but uh, look forward or look look in the next week or two to something being announced locally that I'll probably be doing with uh, with somebody in radio potentially. Awesome, man. We'll be looking closely. You know, I appreciate your friendship and, and football acumen. You brought the heat, man, as always. And, and hey, thanks for stepping into the vault. Hey, anytime, guys. What did we tell you at the top? Sarah Femi brought it, man. He brought the heat. He brought it. I thought it was so good. I think I just want to go with you, Bobby, and just kind of point out some of the things, the biggest takeaways that we've, we got from, from Femi there. The biggest thing is I had asked him, like, if you could talk to Steve Young, what would you say? And I thought his answer was really telling. He's like, look, 
I mean, I would talk with him and we could chat. And he goes, but at the end of the day, Steve Young's not going to change his mind because he's right. It's about the style and approach. And Steve Young, based off of his history and based off of the way the NFL is going today, is like, this is the only way to win a championship. And Femi was like, you know, I disagree. It hasn't happened yet with Lamar, but there there are reasons for that. There are reasons for that. I mean, um, you know, offensive line play is the big, biggest one for me that they just haven't gone as far as they can in the playoffs. But and and Lamar is, has been younger and the team has been younger. So at the end of the day, what this comes down to is do you believe that the Ravens can win with a run first, be an efficient passing game off of the run, bully ball, playing playing hard defense, controlling the clock, and and having a tight end-centric, good O-line, good old QB, but not investing into the wide receivers. That is what it is at the end of the day. Steve Young does not believe in that. As Femi said, his sophistication is Jerry Rice out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and that's not coming to the Ravens. And so Steve, to me, is going – Again, you know, we, we've talked about how much we respect him, but again, it just went way over the top with saying the Ravens are now getting in Lamar's way and he's damned. Like, get 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 out of here with that. You know what I mean? Like, he's damned. To me, it, look, this way, this approach, the Ravens way, is working. And, and I go back to since Greg Roman has taken over. The Ravens are always in the playoffs, minus when they have historic injury injuries across the board. So I look back, and since 2019, when Greg Roman and Lamar Jackson came together, what do I look at? I like to look at point differential, because the point differential means that you win games. Okay, the point differential in 2019, Ravens ranked number one. Point differential in 2020. Ravens rank number one, number seven in offense scoring points. And then last year it dipped, score, point differential 19. And that we saw the fruits of that with all those injuries. The Ravens didn't make the playoffs. But if you're asking me if you, you have a healthy team, and this is true for any style that you have, whether it's Steve Young style, any style that you have, you need to have a relatively healthy team. The Rams were super healthy when they won last year. If the Ravens are majority healthy and you're number one in point differential, yeah, yeah, that's a championship caliber team to me. And as long as you don't have Villanueva and Tyree Phillips out at tackle in the in the playoffs, I mean, just because it ha- – I thought Femi said it perfectly. Just because it hasn't happened yet with Lamar and Roman doesn't mean that it can't happen. And so just because you may disagree with the style – that doesn't mean that that gives you license to have all these hyperbolic statements like telling the Ravens to get out of the way of Lamar. Come on. Like we have respect for, for Steve Young, the Ravens, since they've become, they've, they're in existence in 1996, since they came into existence, there's only two teams that have more Super Bowl wins than the Ravens. And that's the Patriots and Broncos Patriots. As we know, has been a dynasty. Broncos has three Ravens have two. They're one of the most successful franchises. So where's the respect? We're not talking about his tone, Steve Young's tone. Where's the? It's not like we're talking about the Jets or the Cleveland Browns here. Like, you disagree with the style, great. 
But that doesn't mean the style can't work. And let's have a little respect for the likes of Steve Bashotti, Ozzy Newsom, Eric DaCosta, and John Harbaugh. They've all been extremely successful. And I respect anybody that has a difference in how they want the style to be played. But but can they can they win the Super Bowl this way? Absolutely. I agree with Femi on that. And Femi mentioned it earlier on in conversation as well. Like you'd think that Steve would have a little bit more patience for you know, this wheel that's churning that is Lamar Jackson's development and the way the Ravens are building around him based on what Femi said about how long it took Peyton Manning to have success in the playoffs. So, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. You you don't build this, you know, this steam engine overnight. Now, one of my big takeaways, though, Sarah, was the monetary aspect of the conversation when it comes to the contract, because it seems as if based on what Femi's been hearing, and look, this guy used to intern under John Harbaugh. He's spent a ton of time around this organization, both as a player and now here in his post-playing days, and he's in Baltimore. He lives in Baltimore. Matter of fact, we're neighbors. Um, (laughs) He lives in a little bit more of a high-rise place than I do, Sarah, but hey, we, we both live in downtown Baltimore, and I've really gotten to know him very well. He thinks that the holdup maybe has to do with guaranteed money. That was one of my biggest takeaways because that's kind of what you and I have been hinting at in recent weeks here on The Vault in some contract episodes that we've put together. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting that he gave like exact numbers. <laughs> like it sounded like Lamar wanted about $250 million guaranteed. Uh, Deshaun Watson was at $230 million guaranteed. Um, so that's a big jump. That's $20 million more. Do I think Lamar is a better franchise quarterback than Deshaun Watson? Absolutely, I do. Um, I mean, bare minimum, he's available. Not to mention that he he can carry a team on his back, and he's shown that. He's done that. So, um, so I thought that was interesting. I also thought it was interesting that he said that, you know, he does think that there could be a, a place where the Ravens and Lamar both get what they want and that Steve Vashadi does not want to set a trend of having fully guaranteed contracts. So you have a higher overall contract, but then hit a guaranteed portion that, that Lamar would like. And, and he said like, you know, he wanted to be around, you know, 50 million. I liked his analogy saying right now, you know, you start at each touchdown, you know, and then you both come to the tens, you both come to the twenties. He said, they're probably within the forties right now. And they're going to make it meet at the 50 yard line by season, by, by the season opener week one. So I thought that was a really good analogy there. Well, I hope our vault listeners enjoyed that one as much as we did, Sarah, and we truly appreciate Femi's time. He is a busy man, as you just heard from him at closing up the interview. And I'm, I'm curious to see if he kind of gets back into the media scene. He did hint at something there. I think we probably should have pressed him there a little bit for some more breaking news, Sarah, back to back. But at least we got the PFF. <laughs> we got the PFF, and I'm happy for him. I think he needs to be in the media. I think the Baltimore market would be well served by him being back in it. I think the Ravens flock needs his his perspective as well because we are better for it so with that in mind it has been quite the week here in the fourth week of our podcast's existence we're going to go ahead and shut it down and get ready you will hear from us next our post-game analysis after preseason game number two the ravens travel to arizona for an eight o'clock sunday night matchup with the cardinals they'll reunite with trace mcsorley and of course marquise hollywood brown who will not be available to play in that one All right, as always, we appreciate you supporting The Vault. If you've been enjoying our content, enjoying the show, and enjoying what we provide to you, the Ravens flock, on a daily basis, please consider subscribing, sharing it with a friend, leaving a rating and review, and, of course, 
joining us for week five and beyond as we get ready for the 2022 Ravens regular season.